Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whoever's listening. My name is Marsha, the magic user, and I'm here with Logar, the barbarian. Hello, I am Logar, the barbarian. And like the thief. Hey, hey, how's everyone doing? I'm doing good. I'm I, I, I'm lording over the domain. My <laughs> absolute power is unquestioned. What, what happened to no gods, no masters? <laughs> <laughs> There's the, is it rule zero or rule one? How is it referred to? I can't remember. It's rule zero because like the idea is that you have rule one in a book, but rule zero is like the thing outside the book. And it's like, oh, it's like outside. <laughs> it's spooky. It's cool. Mystical. It's overarching. <laughs> no masters except for dungeon masters. True. No masters except for dungeon masters. <laughs> <laughs> no or gods, ga- no dungeon masters. Or game masters, I guess, depending on uh, what system you're playing. I, I, I think I purchased no gods, no dungeon masters.com at one point in time. Oh, that'd be okay. hilarious. <laughs> I'm not sure if I still own it or not. I have a friend. I might not. So I wanted to talk about rule zero. The DM is God, unquestioned. <laughs> so what do you think about this uh, rule zero? So, again, sort of thing where it's like the referee or game master, dungeon master has like final say on the rules of the game. And so it comes from like that style like refereeing where it's like, if you have this rule book or if you're doing like no rule book, it's nice to have someone to kind of like mediate things and be like a source of like, decision making or like this is what makes sense because like I know better I'm the military officer you guys are like training up to like uh Blackmore or whatever when you get like actual D&D well I I think there's I think there's valid criticisms of the concept absolutely and and I think there's also a good a good reason to hold on to it (laughs) right I feel like now that we're like actually in role-playing games now it's nice to have someone who can make like the final decisions and you know not have like a bug in front of you at the table but sometimes i could see an issue where it's like sometimes people are like fucking power hungry you know like Mm -hmm. i've noticed some like weird ass like game masters oh yeah Yeah. i think that's the biggest the biggest hang up is that i have played with a lot of different folks and a lot of different games and you do run into people sometimes there seems to be some kind of ego or power trip going on and, and it may be not the rule zero doesn't work as well under those circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, I've also been a DM and I know that like sometimes there's a no for a reason because I'm not ready to run that or that's outside <laughs> of my scope. And it's, sometimes it's not even the rule itself. It's like, hey, I got to keep this reeled in. I got to be able to follow this. Right. <laughs> so it's a balance, right? You don't want to have um, power hungry dungeon masters um as well as you don't want power gamers on the other side of the table either so you know well, it is a it, it is a bit of a balance i'll give a little pushback there i think that power gamers as we call them i think that's a legitimate style of gaming and a lot of people kind of go into that type of thing and that's what they're looking for in the game and i think sometimes that's where some of the conflicts may arise in the concept of dm is god am i off I mean, I guess if your table likes power gaming, you know, and everyone's agreed to that style of play for all the players, and that's the type of game you're going to play, then I suppose, yeah, that's, you know, your table, your call. But if you have one player that's a power gamer and the rest of the game itself or the players are not power gamers, it disrupts the game. So power gamers, min maggers, there's there's other terms now used. <laughs> yes, there are quite a few. So again, it's one: what style of game are you playing? What type of table you're running, and what are the expectations? 
Because you have exactly. one out one outlier that's going to disrupt the game. For sure. I feel like different like cultures of like playing where it's like you have like the power gaming kind of culture. You have the more like linear storytelling kind of thing where it's like the game master writes a story and you're like acting it out. And then you have like the more like old style where it's like game master referees either like antagonist to you and starting to like fuck you over or it's just like a mediator of like the game world versus like your characters and so I feel like all those different styles they all necessitate different like understandings or expectations of like what you're going into and how should you um be expected to act in the capacity of like a player or referee or game master or all like different things I feel like yeah I, I and I think that like that idea that where the DM is out to just screw you over, I think that's when people have an issue with DM right. is God. If the DM is out to do that, like as a as a DM, when I run, I here's one thing I do to make sure I'm not being too what's the word I'm looking for to make sure my personal bias isn't getting in the way and I'm just saying no. Is I like to when I say no, I go oh wait 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 and I do my luck check and this is the check I always do. It's the most random check of the world i say just roll a 20 and now if they roll high they have to roll above whatever they rolled if they roll low like under 10 or whatever they have to roll under it with a 20 again that's my luck check like now does it have whatever i'm looking for well let's do a luck check roll a 20 and then check against what you just rolled that's how i tend to handle stuff like that instead of saying no as i try to remember to do that and i will say no and they're like wait 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 I don't want to do that. Go ahead and roll me a 20. It's time for a luck check. <laughs> Let's see if this comes up. Because I don't want to just be arbitrarily or what's the word I'm looking for? Unfairly just right. turning down those things. I will leave it up to some chance. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like it's like a nice way of like handling things because it's like, it's not your decision. It's whatever the dice say. And it's like, it's like an old style, like, well, the gods decided it, not me. So dice gods. <laughs> well, there's a chance. Let's check it out. And I, I think that keeping in mind as a DM, if you're going to be DM as God, you've got to be that impartial judge. You've got to be on your player's side while still realizing that you have to keep in mind that you are running a world that may be antagonistic to them. So that certain element of impartiality, as much as you can gain it, is kind of helpful if you're going to do DM as God. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, there's... DM is God, and then there's DM as impartial referee, I guess. Those are two different styles for me. You know, DM as God means you're controlling a little bit more and might be throwing more at them. Well, if you're if you're referee, you're just, I think as Marsh mentioned, you're guiding them along the journey. You're still going to be throwing those things at them if you're the impartial referee, though, aren't you? Like, you're still going to be, be in uh, uh, the have to play all the baddies, all the traps, and everything yeah. else. So yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's there. And one thing that we I haven't said yet that I think is helpful is I find that the GM is God at a table sometimes useful when it comes to certain interpersonal issues that may can't come up in a game and be having someone be able to say, okay, we need to put some boundaries in this situation. Uh, someone may be acting slightly inappropriate or disruptive and you have to have, sometimes be able to at least be able to rein that in and get control of that situation so it doesn't disrupt others or harm others or impose on others. And that's kind of where I've seen that DM is God rule in game. Now, at the same time, I'm very like anti-authoritarian type stuff. I don't think that those clash necessarily because in groups, different people have different roles and dynamics. For sure. And I feel like, I don't know, if you're like the referee, DM, whatever in a group, you're also kind of like the uh, 
impromptu like host of the group. And so like, yes, it's your responsibility to kind of like maintain stuff. If like shit goes wrong, in yes. my opinion, because like, you're the one who right now at the center of the table, you're the one who has like the attention basically, I think it's like your responsibility to make sure like to be responsible about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think part of running that table is that responsibility. And there's a lot of really good games. I actually, um, was it, is it, is it Karen that has a really good list of, of, um, what is it? Best practices for the DM and for the players. Yeah. I actually really love Karen for that. Like it's a really like handy list just for like, how are you expected to like behave? Like, how do you like maintain good, like, uh, relationships with each other at the table? Yeah, the list is, I wish I would have brought my Karen book, one of my Karen copies over here. <laughs> read that because there's good stuff. We need to do an episode just on Karen's best practices, perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, the base thing is, you know, don't be a dick, you know, at the table. <laughs> don't be a dick as a right. master, you know, have fun. We sh- have fun with the game, you know, don't, don't do things that are going to be antagonizing of other players. I mean, with our gaming group, we actually, we rotate game masters. So we have multiple games with different game masters. So it's not like we are just one person running everything. We deliberately rotate to get in different styles and different plays. And so it's not like we have one overarching, uh, you know, dictator dungeon master for yeah. a game group or, or anything like that. And I think that's important when talking about this rule was one thing I've noticed with our group is we have a lot of DMs who play and I think that, like, I know there are some players who just play and have never DM'd. And I think that the response there to what the DM's rulings are tends to be DM players tend to be a little more empathetic of what a DM is doing on the DM side. And like, oh, okay, yeah, DM's God for this game. And, you know, when, when you get your turn to run, then you're God for that game. <laughs> I've found that it just kind of, Having multiple DMs playing together, it, it works out really well. I think it's good if you have if you're just a player, you should try running some stuff. Give it a whack and see what it's like. If you haven't, it's you can learn a lot, it expands your you know tool set in the game, and I think that it gives people who are running also have a slightly different perspective on what it takes in the game. I've been running games since the late '80s, at least. So I can't say what it's like not to be a DM. <laughs> right. But you're a player as well, too. So <laughs> yeah, but not being an actual like I've I've been a player, but I've often been a player who is also DMs because I I'm usually play with other people who DM as well and would take turns. <laughs> right. So that's that's been my history with it, and I I think I don't know I think that that's. Uh, having that experience of being a dm you might respond to dms and the rulings different than somebody who's perhaps just discovering a certain game and rolling up certain oh i want this this and this when people want a lot of stuff sometimes it's not easy for the dm to run the game right (laughs) it's nothing against you and what cool thing you thought of i gotta run this game and i gotta deal with all these elements (laughs) of the game (laughs) i feel like there's way too many like rules out there where it's like way too complicated as far as like communicating between like player and referee like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like way too much information for me like as a player to handle or it's like my character has way too many options I'm like yeah. reading way too much and then as a referee I'm like I don't want to know all the shit that you have on your sheet because like I don't have that in front of me 
sometimes like less is like much better as far as like maintaining a good relationship. Let's like talk it out and like negotiate like what's actually happening because I don't want to read fucking 5e to know how to play this thing. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like I, I've got no fifth edition experience running it. I've got experience running Pathfinder in third edition. Oh yeah. Uh, and some other, new, some other variations of newer editions. And I will tell you that from my experience, I prefer some of the older clones and some of the rules light stuff because running the game and knowing what the characters can and can't do is a lot easier with some of those than the multiple many the endless editions. options <laughs> that are there. The many right. endless options make it a little harder for me to run sometimes. I, I'm all about playing a game of uh, Pathfinder. If someone's going to run it, I don't like necessarily want to be running that anymore because there's too much for me to maintain. There's way too many options and things throw me off in the middle of game. And that's when books come up and everything else. And I find it easier to just make quick judgments. And sometimes when you have that many rules in a rule set, when you make a quick judgment or a house call, you can break the game really easy. Right. <laughs> That's just uh, my preference. And some people find it easier to stick to a book and a more complex rule set. Uh, they know and they're looking for those rules there. I think that that's a way that people get into it is everybody really digs into the books and tries to know all the rules. I don't want to argue about a rule at a table. I've had that happen before. Absolutely the worst. <laughs> it gets in the way of uh, enjoying the game, really, right? If you're spending the time arguing over a certain feat of, oh, how many dice is this and how many times can you use it in a day? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, the game stopped. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Arguing over the rule, it, it gets in the way. It's disruptive. It's not fun. You may not like the result of everything. That's role playing. Like, I'm going to roll my 20. I could succeed or fail. <laughs> you know, right. like, what's I, I would to take that chance. That's part of the game is that not always going to win or succeed at what I'm trying to do. Exactly. It's not a competitive game. Well, it's a cooperative game. <laughs> and keeping that in mind, as DM, as God, as Rule Zero, as you're running a game, keeping in mind that it is a cooperative game, not just for the players, but you as a DM are cooperating with your players. Your goal is to make sure they have fun, in my opinion. Like, that's right. one of the major things I need to keep in mind as a DM is what will be fun for my players. Exactly. Yeah. It's like way too many, I feel like, referees who are like, well, this is like my game. I get to play the movie or I get to start having for dinner or whatever. But just like, you know, I'm being proverbial. It's like, I think you should really pay attention to like what your friends want to do. Because to me, like that's more important. It's like making sure you're having a nice time with everyone, not just like forcing them to play out your little like play. Oh, yeah. Basically. And it's one of the big things as a DM. Like I'll just take, for example, my CNC I'm running on Saturday nights is a lot of this stuff. I'm throwing out there trying to get as much player autonomy as possible and play off of their decisions and follow where they're going. I'm going to still throw stuff out there at them. They're going to still have certain encounters that I've pre-planned here and there. Yes. <laughs> but they get a lot more control and say, and after we're done playing and as they're playing, I'm adjusting what I've planned to suit where the players are going. So I'm trying to cooperatively create this world around them and follow them and cater to what it is that they seem to prefer where they seem to go and adjust my style sometimes to fit what they like. And that's sure. part of it. <laughs> and that can be tricky depending on what type of adventures you're running, right? Because you're, you're, you're running like pre-made modules and stuff. Those have a story arc. Some yeah. of them are a little bit more railroady versus like a hex crawl style. So it, it is a, 
a balance to try to make the story flow. A lot of the sandbox type uh, point crawls, hex crawls, those things don't have as much of a forced story as it is. Those there's rumors and things that can be threads in those. So right. it depends on the style of the module. I think at the end of the day, I think we had a discussion about styles of modules at one point in time. <laughs> we probably need to revisit that a little more. There are some modules that are made perfect for not having a specific story that you're trying to push them through. And there are some modules you kind of have to follow every single note to get through. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, with like, say, the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. the goal is for Hobbit number one to take the ring to what Mount Doom or whatever it is in Mordor. That's the overarching goal request, right? So yeah. is that considered railroady or not? I think to some extent it's a little railroady. It is. It is. I, I feel the same way. N- nothing wrong with it, but it feels a little bit railroady because you have a very fixed objective of you got to go destroy the ring. How do you destroy the ring? You got to throw it into Mount Doom. <laughs> but also, there's the element of, of being able to throw out like many different um, leads people could follow. They could choose to do the ring, but that's. I think that's a discussion that, about player autonomy and stuff like that. We <laughs> sure. We've. I know we hit it before in the past, but maybe we need to start talking about it again. We're about at time, Marcia. Can you tell the folks at home where they can where find you on the interwebs? Uh, yes, you can find me at Traverse Fantasy on Twitter or TraverseFantasy.blogspot.com. Excellent. As always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We can use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them public. Don't cheat your dice behind the screen.